Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. It's not you, it's me. I think I can do better. It's all about the money. It's not about the money. We had it so much better back in the day. Why can't it be like it was 40 years ago? I know how to fix this. We're going to talk about all of those things in the next, I don't know, it might be an hour, it might be two hours, but we're going to do it on the What Podcast. Here we go. I don't know about you. That's Lord Taco. I'm Barry. This is the What Podcast. If you know, you already know, but I'm going to set it up anyway. We started this thing in 2018 as a, not a lark. Yeah, it was a lark. It was kind of a, we thought we'd do three months, right? Yeah. You, me, and Brad Steiner, who is kind of taking a hiatus. Uh, he, he, he hit the pause button. We'll talk <laughs> about that later. Brad hit the pause button. Uh, we hope he'll be back. And I do want to mention, because I, I, last week's show, I you know sort of introduced uh, myself, 37 years with Chattanooga Times Free Press, Brian Stone, a sometimes guest who's now going to have a bigger role, uh, has been doing radio and podcasts for many, many years. And we got to talking and I glossed right over Russ. <laughs> He's the guy who does the a lot of the behind the scenes stuff but i also failed to mention and i've done that before nick turner nick helped create a lot of the really really cool graphic stuff right nicky t is uh amazing yeah Um, we love nicky t nicky t is the best Mm -hmm. and uh i sort of neglected him so i wanted to mention that but uh a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks that i don't know about you but i didn't see coming um, our show last week with the uh, Chattanooga mayor, Tim Kelly, um, on the heels of the moon river festival in Chattanooga announcing that it was hitting the pause button. 
Um, Russ, I got to tell you, man, it's been a busy week. It sure has. So many conversations (laughs) about that. And uh, that's what we want to get into today. Um, If you aren't aware, let me see if I can set it up quickly. Moon River, which is a national festival that started, uh, it was started in Memphis in 2013, 2014, I think, and outgrew it pretty quickly. Moved to Chattanooga in 2018, uh, t- 10 to 12,000 people in a Coolidge Park here in Chattanooga, a place that nobody thought could hold a festival. Right, and it sold out. I think, what did we de- determine? Three out of five years it was here, it sold out? Yeah, yeah, quickly. Cool. Yeah, like very days. Quickly. Yes. When it sold out, it sold out in days. Uh, so it was very popular, drew about 55% uh, out of town guess mm-hmm. so it's a big deal for the city huge deal for the city and it hit the pause button and um i mean I, man i gotta tell you the conversations i've had since have been interesting shocking scary good <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're gonna get into um for you guys that are listening, you know, why do I care about a festival in Chattanooga? It's because it relates to the music industry, and, and that's what I want to get into. Uh, there's a lot happening. Right. There is a l- It's happening in cities all over the country. Right, right. And, and ours, this festival is, uh, uh, it relates and and that's why. So if you're sitting there thinking, ah, I don't, you know, I don't care. Uh, I hope you'll stick around because it's relevant. Trust me. Um, so Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly joined us last week for an hour on a Sunday, which I knew would be interesting, but I didn't know how interesting. I keep unpacking. Oh, it was what he said. Great to have him on, and yeah. Uh, uh, just like there's you said. a lot of it. Yeah. Well, he said, uh, find me another mayor who is more supportive of live music than Tim Kelly. But yeah. Start there. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a lot of stuff that he said that you can read between the lines. That's talking about the industry. And, and the reason I know that is because almost immediately after it, it aired, I started getting phone calls from people within the industry saying, great interview. Here's what you missed. Here's what you got right. Uh, here's what else you need to know type of thing. And I, and I hate doing an anonymous and I hate doing behind the scenes stuff, but I can promise you um, we will have those people on eventually because mm-hmm. they promised me they will come on. Uh, but we got a lot of it right. We got some stuff, you know, wrong, not because we messed up, because, but we made some assumptions. For example, I think we intimated that the Moon River Festival might go to Huntsville. It's not going to Huntsville. And I should have, I kind of let that go. Um, one of the things that, and, and we've had Drew Holcomb, the co-founder of the festival on our show several times, right? Several times. Um, He's always been a Tennessee guy. This festival is a Tennessee festival. It's always going to be a Tennessee festival. It's not leaving the state. Um, Need to put that out there. And Drew, I'm sorry. I'm sure you've been grinding your teeth (laughs) for a week. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know if he listens or not. He may not even be aware, but I, I, I assume mean, he we're listens. not the only one. I assume everyone listens. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> exactly. But we're not the only ones who have been, uh, you know, speculating. Yeah, well, it's you know, that it, not hard to, you know, read between the lines and make that assumption because, like we found out, Huntsville has been aggressively attracting music uh, festivals and musical acts to come through there. They want to become like a music city almost. So no, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, there's not almost. That's that's exactly right. And so, it was an easy leap, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's interesting. Um, but as I've learned from talking to people, like I said all week, it's an easy leap. And as Mayor Kelly said, you can write a big fat check and draw that festival, mm-hmm. but it's not as easy as as all that. Um, you know, you still have to have fans. You got to draw fans. You have to have, and and I guess this is part of what I've learned. Um, it, there has to be an attraction. It's not just you know that band A is playing your city. It's as we've said over and over and over. It's the fan experience. Was it easy to buy tickets? Yeah. Was the website mm-hmm. easy to navigate? Uh, do I care to go? to your city you know what else am i gonna do uh is it a um uh park you know do i have to drive do i have to take a bus if i don't like the band can i walk somewhere else and go shopping or get something to eat i mean there's so many things you're right and that's really yeah and chattanooga it checks all those boxes to be honest i mean it's it checks all those boxes where where coolidge park is in north chattanooga is right in the middle of a great area to walk around in there's bars there's restaurants there's shops so you know and and like mayor kelly pointed out huntsville doesn't necessarily have that no no and i've talked to people from huntsville and and even they were like we're so excited to have this festival coming and then they heard our conversation and they're like oh wait we don't have that. Yeah. We don't have that. So, and then I, again, talking to other industry and, and like I said, you can unpack a lot from the conversation we had last week with Mayor Kelly and Russ, we kind of talked about it in our introduction. Um, and, but we, we, I didn't dial down when we were talking to Mayor Kelly, that size thing is probably way more important than we talked about when they moved it to Chattanooga 10 to 12,000 was the number that was the boutique number that was the comfortable number that festivals wanted to hit it's not enough yeah it apparently is not enough they can't make money at that number so it's got to be more which is funny because, you know, it wasn't that long ago you and I were talking about the rise of boutique festivals. And, you know, instead right. of a seventy or 80,000 festival, why not do a ten to 12,000? And to us, that seemed perfect, especially for a place like Moon River in Chattanooga. I, I can't imagine wanting that to be bigger. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you got to sell X number of tickets to make to make your money back, I guess. And that's that's I'm glad you said that because that's kind of the launching point where I really when I woke up this morning and knew we were going to have this conversation I I just like I said it's been all week I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about this I don't think 
we intended this show to be sort of a time capsule of festivals, but it has become such. And the more I thought about it, uh, you know, whatever, pat ourselves on the back. I'm going to go ahead and do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Russ has done an unbelievable job of archiving all of our shows and you can go easily, well, fairly easily, um, to the guest lineup and look, but I started writing down some notes. Um, and I, I alluded to it last week. Um, we've had some pretty cool people on, not just like artists that, that always is good, but to me, it's the sausage making stuff. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to ask, you know, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, like I am, I've just made some quick notes, Russ, you'll remember we had John and Allie, mm-hmm. uh, they were, they are promoters. They book acts for C3 and they were on to talk about how much stuff I'd gotten wrong, quite <laughs> honestly, <laughs> which I, I appreciated it's still, um, but anyway, they talked about how acts are booked, why acts are booked, how they consider routing and, you know, where they are, you know, we, I always thought it was like a 90 minute radius, which Allie told me is what more like three to five hours, Mm -hmm. five being kind of the goal point being, you don't want the same act playing the same market. And that's relevant for us because Chattanooga is 90 minutes from Knoxville, 90 minutes from Atlanta, two and a half from Birmingham. Right. Now we're, what, 55 from Huntsville? Yep. We, you know. We've always existed in this weird Bermuda Triangle of uh, Correct. big cities that, uh, yeah, they don't want to have that overlap when they when they tour. So if a lot of times they'll skip over Chattanooga because it's like, why not just go to Nashville or Atlanta, you know? Which has a better venue. Which has a better venue. And can sell and, and, a, bigger and a better market. history. Yeah. We know it's going to do well there. Yeah, everybody in Chattanooga thinks, oh, man, our location is great. Why don't they just stop here? They don't want to stop here. Mm-hmm. It takes away from the other. So <laughs> exactly. that's that's one point. And then uh, we also had Jeff Becker. Um, I don't know if you remember him. He's an attorney mm-hmm. during COVID who introduced, introduced us to the term force majeure. Yeah which is that little bitty line at the bottom of your contract that says what happens if the earth blows up, you know, who's on the hook. Uh, that was one of my favorite interviews. Me too. That was, I'm like, what the, who, what, he, what? <laughs> yep. So that was interesting. One of those things you never think about would ever happen until it happens. Just like we had a exactly. few years ago, you know, the world ended basically. And yeah, the, the, you're right. Who writes the check when that happens? Who's on the hook? And somebody has to. Somebody has to, yeah. That's right. And that can, kind of came up, uh, well, it did come up two years ago and last year mm-hmm. with the Moon River again with when the rain. Right. You know, every, uh, you know, they lost money. Well, no, they had insurance. Uh, that wasn't the, the deal. These guys know what they're doing. It's It sucks, and it sucked for us as fans. Yeah, and they refunded everyone's ticket, which was the right thing to do, but. You're right. Somebody bailed them out. Somebody. Yeah. There's, it's always about money there mm-hmm. again, back to the money. And we also had Mark Myers and I went and I, I did find if you remember, oh, yeah. um, that was an interesting conversation. It's kind of where I want to go. Mark wrote a book about the history of, uh, concerts and, uh, I'm going to bring it back around 
uh, I remember talking to him because I'm a lot older than you are. So I, I kind of, um, I wasn't at Woodstock. I was a little kid, but the history of like arena rock and rock and roll and concerts, I'm very familiar with because I covered uh, shows at our UTC arena from about 1982 on mm-hmm. 12,000. Uh, they say 12 is more like nine, 9,500 was the capacity. We had a lot of great shows. Uh, a lot of, you know, the Van Halen's and the Guns and Roses. And I mean, uh, on and on and on. It was a terrible, it is a terrible building for a <laughs> rock concert. It's it awful. is. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like a, a can of tuna. It's a it, round mm-hmm. tin building built for basketball it was not built for music but and i bring it up because in the last week when all this is happening there people are you know with their nostalgia oh i saw so many shows why can't the we have you know why can't utc well the industry has changed and that's truly the point uh we were lucky to get those because we had people who wanted to bring those shows in here and they did what they could uh, to bring them and God bless them. And thank you. Mm-hmm. I saw some unbelievable Motley crew in there. It was amazing um, on and on and on. Um, but it was a bad, it is a bad venue. It also doesn't have parking uh, for the promoter and it doesn't have alcohol sales. So the promoter only can make money on tickets. I won't get into all that, but it's a, it's a key component. The promoter has to make money, right? Yeah. Three things, <laughs> parking, concessions, and tickets. That's how they make money. If you eliminate two of those, they're not making any money. The other thing is we, we there aren't as many individual promoters as there used to be. Uh, like it or not, Live Nation is the 800-pound gorilla. Yeah, and there's only a handful of them. And Mayor right? Kelly even pointed that out last week that, you know, the That's lack what, of again, competition. There's so much, if you will read yeah. between the lines to what Mayor Kelly said, <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trust me. Um, but yeah, there's, so there's, you know, these guys are in it for business. They're not in it so that Chattanooga can feel good about itself. That, uh, that's the other thing I keep hearing. You know, if only people cared they would do this. That, that It's it's a business, right? And uh, they're not coming here if they can't make any money. Right. Uh, and a lot of people forget Ashley Caps, who is the AC and AC Entertainment, which started Bonnaroo, used to book those shows. He's been doing it a long, long time. He didn't just suddenly get smart. What was it? 20... When did AC kind of take over the Tivoli and the auditorium? 19, 18, 17. Um, it was before COVID. Yeah, right? it was way before COVID. You're right. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I can I can look back, look that <laughs> back up. But uh, he didn't just suddenly get smart. And right. The city didn't suddenly get, you know, hey, we should probably talk to Ashley Caps. He'd been doing it a long time and failing and having success. Mm-hmm. He brought a lot of shows to the Tivoli and the auditorium. Some were successful, some were not. But that was the point. It was always kind of a iffy 
situation. Who, by the way, you we've know? had Ashley Caps on the show. He was what second or third guest we've ever had. Willing, let's yeah, he's yeah. been on two or three times, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're. I, I want to bring that up again. Uh, sort of my history. Part of what I want to do is kind of the the Mark Myers thing, the history of this stuff. So we had a lot of good shows at the arena and but they were hit or miss you know there were so many that they were canceled because of ticket sales were so poor mm-hmm. you know we joked about that before chattanooga is a bad walk up we don't buy advanced tickets now why is that important because the promoter gets nervous if the promoter's looking at his advanced ticket sales and he's he hadn't hit his nut uh, his, you know, his magic number when he makes money, they get nervous. If they know they can go to Knoxville or Atlanta or Nashville or whatever, and, and they, they know they're going to sell tickets, that's where they're going to go. They're not in it to take a risk and go to a Chattanooga or, or back in the day, a Huntsville, you know, right. um, they booked as Allie and uh, John said, they, you know, they book where they know they're going to be successful. They might, write in um a risk you know try to try to grow a market and uh, that's what they did for the long 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 time um so there's that but and i've said this on the show before i did i reviewed all of those shows at the arena and they were great they were fun i mean there was country there was rock there was rap uh they were fun but i mean it got dull I think I've said on here before, it got predictable, especially if you went a lot. The shows became, you you kind of knew third song, hey, Chattanooga, fifth song, hey, this is our band. You know, it, it was it was dull. And then Bonnaroo happened in 2002. And <laughs> we've joked on here, our former co-host and co-founder, Brad Steiner, I remember introducing him to Ashley Caps in Louisville at Forecastle in the Bourbon Tent, and the first thing out of Brad's mouth was, "Mouth was, thank you for saving live music." And I thought, "Oh my God, really?" You know, and <laughs> Ashley kind of looked at him, and, but he was like, "No, I'm ki- I'm not I'm not kidding." Um, the industry had gotten predictable and dull, and nobody cared about touring bands, right? Mm-hmm. Bonnaroo, as we've said, changed all that because now I get to see a hundred acts and I get to discover acts that I've never heard of. I'm not just going to see my favorite, right? And and that's a key, key thing. It really was important. Yeah, it broke the formula. Completely broke the formula. And so we, I mean, that's why we're here. That's what I, I anyway, that's what I love about that festival is I I get to go there and discover, come back, come home with one, two, ten, whatever favorite new acts that I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. In addition to seeing the ones that I already knew about, right? I yeah, mean, that's because people aren't listening to the radio anymore to discover music. They're not watching MTV. You know, that, right? This is pretty much the the best way to find new acts that you have never heard of. And I don't want gimmicks. Mm-hmm. I want, I want, I want to, I mean, I like a gimmick. I love a good light show and whatever, but I want, you know, uh, that childish Gambino show. One guy. Yeah. And great, a microphone. Great example. Un, mm-hmm. 
unbelievable. Yeah, one of right? the best I shows I've show seen. Was, yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh, Brandy Carlisle on that Sunday Father's Day morning was amazing. You know, those are the kind of things. Um, so what's changed? Uh, all of a sudden now, the costs are way, way up. Um, festivals, you, our show last week, uh, if you remember, you sent me, uh, you know, the edited version and you put a headline on it. Are, are festivals dying? I think, is that what it said? Is this the end of festivals or something? Yeah, like I that? think the first draft said that. And I immediately texted back to you and Brian. I was like, that's a little strong. And Brian's like, no, maybe not. I don't think it's too strong. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're dying, but they are definitely changing um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, the first thing Mayor Kelly said last week when I asked, you know, how to, how do we interpret this pause button thing? was it's complicated. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not just because Moon River hit the pause button in Chattanooga. No. That's what I've discovered yeah, we, over the week. We figured out this is not a Chattanooga thing. This is not a one-time thing. This is happening in cities all over. That's exactly right. Um, the industry has changed. The costs mm -hmm. have skyrocketed. Fans' tastes, not just about the music, but what they're willing to go to. And that's, that to me was the thing, uh, Russ, I mean, you and I, well, think about our own experience, you know, camp nut butter, uh, for people who were new to this show. That's how we all came to be friends. I didn't know Russ before 2018. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know Brad. Um, yeah, I knew of him. We had spoken. Um, but we all ended up, literally in a camp together at Bonnaroo, uh, which we, I dubbed camp nut butter because Brad's wife, Hillary is vegan and makes her own nut butter. And it's a funny word. So, <laughs> you know, Hey, I'll see you guys next year at camp nut butter. And from there we came up with what a sign and uh, fencing. And, oh gosh. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it ballooned. I mean, it, yeah, it's unbelievable. Had as many as 20, 25 people. Yep. Um, that I consider close friends mm -hmm. now, people that I never knew and uh, before that. And uh, we have that bond. Um, but last year, what, seven of us? Yeah, you it's know, dwindled a little bit. And um, for a variety of reasons. Um, yeah. Big reason, I think, is that we got kicked out of our space, but. <laughs> well, that and we got old. Yeah. Uh, people had kids, you know, people got health issues, whatever. Uh, and, and yeah, we over, we oversold <laughs> the camping area <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> on this show. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, the folks who put on the festival figured, Hey, we could probably make some money off of that. <laughs> but anyway, point being, that's part of the change, right? I mean, we've been going some of us 20 years since the beginning. Um, so the evolution, but my point is, I guess it really hit me this week that we're hit. We've hit another big, big change. Uh, I'm not here to say it's, it's the end. I I'm here to say they're going to have to figure out how to grow and adapt. Uh, we, 
we pointed out several years ago um, that everybody thought they could have a festival. I mean, there were, yeah. it went from what felt like a dozen, maybe two dozen that were on the radar. And every, a lot of towns had, you know, their strawberry festival or their whatever. Uh, but the big ones that would draw national attention went from a couple dozen to a thousand. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or more. I remember Rolling Stone doing a, a story on it. Um, and so now it's it's resetting. You know, it, it it seems like there's a lot of money to be had, but the costs have gone way, way up. So the serious players uh, are figuring out how to, how to make it work. Right. They are. And I think that's a big part of when we had, uh, you know, uh, Brad and Corian from C3, they talked a lot about how they're trying to figure out to make these changes when they did the uncoupling of the tickets. They're trying to right. tailor the experience to how tastes have changed and how fans have changed. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, Bonnaroo, again, is a good example. It, you know, it started as a hippie fest because hippies would camp. Mm -hmm. It's pure and simple. <laughs> Ashley told us that straight up. Straight up. That's it wasn't why they because they wanted a hippie fest. It was because the fish fans would camp. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> why they booked fish. Yep. Yeah, and, and they knew over the years that they would have to adjust and create these VIP experiences and and all of that, and they've done that. And so now it's another reset you know call it a pause call it a reset whatever mm -hmm. um but i don't know i mean um like i said i'm not trying to be a, a a naysayer i we love these things so you know i we're all in and our guest i, I guess we're gonna go ahead and do that our guest on the show uh this week is dan uh from uh, gallatin tennessee right correct He's a veteran uh, festival goer, goes to a bunch of different ones, including Bourbon and Beyond, which you'll hear uh, for the first part of it is you, me, and Brian Stone gushing over this, what looks like a made-up, <laughs> no way it's real, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We were, lineup. couldn't, yeah, almost thought it was a fake lineup, just because we have heard nothing about this year. It's so tough to book acts. And that's the reason why you're seeing, you know, lineups like you're seeing. This one comes out of nowhere. And I mean, you've seen it. It's got everyone on it. Yeah, I'm surprised there aren't dead people on this thing <laughs> yeah. that I want to see. Right. I mean, the only people, you know, the doors and the Beatles and the mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> And we, we got, I mean, we literally gush. And then Dan comes on and gives us kind of a reality check. Uh, doesn't, not in the sense that the lineup changes, but the user experience uh, part of it. And, um, I mean, that's huge, right? It is. I mean, that, Th that can be the difference between I'm going to, well, now I'm not so sure. Right. And again, everything from did the um, website work? Could I buy my ticket? Am I confident that I bought my ticket? Do they have their hand in my wallet? I mean, I've said that many, many, many times on here. Uh, you know, you mentioned Brad and Corey and, and the different user experiences at Bonnaroo. There's a line between does that make 
my experience better because I get the pick or does it feel like, you know, yeah, you can go here, but it'll be another 10 bucks or you can go there. It'll be another 10 bucks, Mm -hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden at the end of the day, you're on the hook for a big number. Um, All those things play into it, right? They do. And, you know, kind of teases what uh, Dan talks about verbin and beyond. It's a little like that. It sounds like where they're, kind of nickel and diming you every every time you turn around you know you're paying for something else yeah also it's that city thing mm-hmm. um you know they all want them every city every place wants them we mentioned we alluded to huntsville i think and i just want to reiterate moon river is not going to huntsville huntsville will have its own festival um the I think I can say this without giving anything away. The plan is for Moon River to come back in 2015. 2025. Will, excuse me. <laughs> I did that the other day on the show. I think I said Bonnaroo when I meant to say Moon River. Thank you for correcting me. 2025. Um, the plan is to bring it back. Where, when, how, you know, remains to be seen. Um Right, but so, I think we went from being not so optimistic that it's coming back to now, I think we kind of are optimistic that it's coming back. Yep, if they can make it work, mm-hmm. 100%. And then that's, you know, we made a big deal of the pause thing. Like, what does that mean? You know, we the, the thought process is, yeah, that's just, like I said, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Kind of make you feel good. PR speak. Yeah. But exactly but everybody that i've talked to uh is confident that they are trying as best they can um but again it's that whole we're gonna have to figure out where the industry is going Mm -hmm. type of thing and i think that's the point of of all of this so all right so here we go we're gonna hear from dan who is a um you know regular festival goer and uh, he's going to tell us his experience at Bourbon and Beyond in 2022. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Music festivals almost universally will agree that the 2020 Bonnaroo lineup was the best lineup ever. And, of course, it didn't happen because we had a pandemic. It's still referenced. But this past week, or depending on when you're hearing this, the Bourbon and Beyond Festival in Louisville released its lineup, and guys, it almost looks made up, right? Am I making that up? It looks (laughs) fake. It's so good. Yeah, all the yahoos that do the uh, mock lineups online over the offseason, which I don't – I think it's actually kind of fun to to see some of that stuff. Um, Some people try to be deceptive with it, which is annoying, but – that's kind of what this looks like. Like who, who has great taste in music and decided to make up a fake lineup. Cause that's what this feels like. 
I mean, when Neil Young is your fourth headliner. Yeah. And let's see, going way down, what was the one that reached? I just looked again. Lyle Lovett's on here. Lyle Lovett is on here. Uh, The Beach Boys are on here way down. Chris Isaac. Devin Gafillion is, Mm -hmm. you know, eight rows from the bottom. Uh, And when when your top two, coming from just my personal preference, when your top two headliners, I really couldn't care to see at all, but still love every second of everything I see here, meaning Zach Bryan, which is one of the biggest artist in the world and uh and dave matthews just because i've seen him a lot i'm not a hater it, I am. it just it, i am okay well that's i, I get it <laughs> trust me i get it um but just like normally if the headliners don't grab you even the undercard is difficult for some to get excited about because these things are expensive and there's a lot that goes into this and you want the headliners to be something that you're interested in in this case, in this lineup for Bourbon and Beyond, it doesn't matter. Like, correct? It, who's where or what line you're on? First of all, this is one of the more different posters we've seen. In that, there's the top line, and then every other line all the way down is almost the same size. Yeah, like, as true. opposed to yeah. the gradual dropping. I don't know what. It's just an observation. I don't know what it means. Probably nothing, but it's crazy to me this lineup it speaks anybody on the undercard could be a headliner anywhere else it speaks to me to anybody watching here this is my list of everything i want to see at this festival this is Mm -hmm. this is more of an almost like most want to maybe kind of deal i have never seen a lineup where i would write down that many bands over the course, that's a full sheet of paper. If I filled out this many bands that I wanted to see a Bonnaroo any given year, it would be a two or three year conglomeration. This thing, you know, it just depends yeah. on who you ask and everything in life. This lineup could, is crazy good. You could see everyone on this lineup and feel like you've had a pretty good lifetime of seeing the bands that you wanted to see. It's oh yeah, this is three or four festivals. It, it is absolutely mind-blowing the more I look at it. Um, and it is the ultimate undercard f- festival lineup, I would say. Mm-hmm. But, man, it just it just keeps going and going. It's the Energizer Bunny. You just keep looking and they keep the line by line by line. And it's just like... And then it gets down to the bluegrass section. Not even writing that down. Yonder Mountain String Band's going to be there. They're at, like, the bottom third. Uh, yeah, Chatham County line. Yeah, the, yeah, it's it covers. Barry, are you excited? You love bluegrass. <laughs> yeah, your favorite, right? Uh, yeah, uh, it's. Um, but I mean, it I scratches that Future Bird, Suzanne Vega. I mean, it's got it's got um, legacy acts. You know, the, it's got the bands like that, like Suzanne Vega. Oh, when am I? When else am I going to see a Suzanne? You're Vega? not. I know you're not. You're... Mark and Poe. I love Bruce Hornsby. You know, he's on like the seventh line, eighth line. JJ and it's not Gray. just Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. It's with the Noisemakers. It's with the original <laughs> band. I mean, I don't know how many are original, original, but with the band. Um, Dinosaur Junior for those uh, '90s kids. Yeah. 
Jade Bird. Jade Bird, my love of my life. Tunsil. Yeah. Honestly, the more I look at it, the more I think this is made up. Soul Asylum (laughs) is one of my favorite 90s bands. They don't tour, not on this side of the country. Tedeschi Trucks is third line. Uh, But I'm going to go back real quick because you mentioned headliners. This is the year supposedly that booking headliners is the most difficult in forever. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've heard from industry people. That's part of the reason some of these festivals are maybe hitting pause buttons is because, you know, all the big guys came out so strong out of the pandemic and now they're hitting a reset. But yet we get Zach Bryan, Dave Matthews, Tyler, you know, Neil Young, Beck, Second Line, Matchbox 20, The National. And we haven't even mentioned my band, My Morning Jacket and The War on Drugs. Uh, That's the first two lines. The War on Drugs is so great. That's the first two lines. And, uh, I mean, Whiskey Myers is a huge act uh, right now. Uh, You can see there's the way that it's designed. You know where people are going to be. You know where the Zach Bryan fans are going to be. They're going to be at Whiskey Myers. You know where the Neil Young and, and Chill mm. they're going to be at Childers. Um, it's it's just mm. layered out so well. It the Beach Boys now, of course, that's the the Mike Love band. Mike the Mike Love. It's band, basically yeah. a cover band, but I want to go. I love the Beach Boys. You're going to be there, and you're going to sing a song. Mm-hmm. You're going to sing for sixty minutes. You're damn right, I every am. Single song. Um, Young the Giant, uh, who is Marine Morris, is uh, is a huge. Anybody who goes to Zach Bryan will be or Morin, or is it Morin? Morin. 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 My bad. Yeah. Marin Morris. There's Melissa Etheridge. Is I on was here. about to say Melissa Etheridge is the next line. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's even a couple of TBDs on there up on the higher end. Like, you know, if, if you put to be determined or announced, that yep. doesn't mean that's not some garage band, you know, so they're Alan gonna, Stone. My yeah. God, yeah. Alan, Alan Stone. Stone once upon a time, you know, was really making Nico moon is Nico moon is way up there. I'm yeah. glad to see that. He's a, he's a friend of the show. Been on with us, Russ. If you remember nice, mm-hmm. super, super nice guy. The, the war and treaty which was uh, just nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys, which is pretty ridiculous, considering they've been around for over a decade. All right, so it's pretty clear. We all agree that is an unbelievable lineup, uh, and it's it's got us beyond excited. We've already decided yesterday that we're going. Absolutely. But we also have a guest. We're going. Absolutely. But we have a guest that that Russ, I think you – found and uh dan is going to join us he's been he's actually been so we're going to hear from him now and he gives uh spoiler alert a little bit he loved it but there were some issues and so we want to hear we hear his take on it right so uh here we go and uh dan from uh, gallatin tennessee is joining us how are you Good, good. How about yourself, gentlemen? You like Dan or Daniel? Six one half does the other. Dan's right. probably easier, so let's go with that. <laughs> Where are you calling? Where are you from? I'm just north of Nashville, up in uh, Gallatin, Tennessee. Okay. All okay. right. So you've been you've been to this Bourbon and Beyond Festival before, right? Uh, I did. I went in 22 uh, when uh, Pearl Jam was the the main uh, headliner for that that year. Um, well, you've already I was got really a friend. friend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was going to go louder than life that year, but uh, when they announced Pearl Jam was it was there, it was like, nope, changing my plans. I went to uh, Bourbon Beyond instead. All right. You go to other festivals? 
oh yes, uh, summer camp, uh, all in Bataru, of course. Okay, good. Just want to get some establishment. So we were talking just before you jumped on that this lineup looks made up. It's beyond good. I don't know how they afford it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So what? quickly, what are the ones that jump out at you? Oh, for this year's lineup? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, I don't know where to begin on that one. Um, uh, everybody? It, it's a, <laughs> Yeah, the, the, pretty fair. Uh, I it, mean, you're not. <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's got everything for everybody. Um, a couple of surprises, like I'm kind of surprised Andy Frasco of all people is going to be there for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Frasco. Uh, like I love him a lot. I just don't know how old his stage presence and act is going to go over at the way this festival is laid out. Um, okay, we're going to get into that in a minute here. I'm just yeah. To... Uh, but Dave Matthews, I thought he was going to be at Rue. That's a good one. Uh, just it's a lot of the, for us old people, there's a lot of bands there that are just like, I'd love to go see all this. Um, yeah, 90, 90s kids back. are very happy with some of this stuff, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you a uh, camping festival or city festival, or does it matter? Is it lineup? Is it what? You go, uh, I have a lot of questions. You go by yeah. yourself? I mean, t- describe I, no, how you do this. Okay, I prefer camping festivals, and that's actually one of the reasons I was excited about Burn Beyond, because it was a city festival that did camping. Um, so it was like, that's cool. Uh, and, uh, the execution of the campaign's not quite there. It was, uh, more kind of an add on than anything. Um, but, uh, I, I prefer camping festivals. I prefer the vibe of the crowd and everything else. And, uh, so yeah. And I normally go me and my, uh, my partner, uh, we normally, uh, we go check these all out. We've discovered our love of music in 22 of festivals and stuff. And now we're addicted and go to as many as we can get. Okay. All right. Uh, so do we want to go ahead and just ju- jump right in? What it described this festival? Cause well, let, let's talk first about lineup. How important is lineup to how, how you choose? If you go to a bunch of them, they're all different, right? City. And for people who are listening, City festivals are typically you stay in a hotel, you eat in the local restaurants, the festival gates open at a certain time and they close at a certain time. And so you're, you're, you're in and out of there. Camping festival can be that, but it can also be like Bonnaroo where you're literally camping next to one of the stages. So it's, you know, 24 seven. So just sort of setting all that up. Um, do you have a preference again and how much does the lineup you said you like camping but how much does the lineup play into which one you choose um i would say maybe a 40 percent. it's it's a heavy weight but it's not it's not my determining factor mm-hmm. uh, i mean in some cases like uh when they announced pearl jam of course i was all over that one but uh yeah, I would say a lineup is a driver as long as there's enough I can groove to. If there's four or five bands that I can listen to, that makes it worth the ticket price. And uh, so I'm good for that. Okay. All right, so what was it like? What Describe this festival. I've been Ugh. to uh, Forecastle, which is also in Louisville, but it's a completely different festival, right? I mean, it's on the river. 
it's I would consider a city festival. You, we stayed in an Airbnb, but a lot of people stay right by the in the hotels right there, and they walk, and it, it's pretty cool. This is different, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid. So they do they do have camping there, and but it's mostly, uh, I would say probably most of the people are either locals or they're hoteling it. The camping space there's. It may have been a couple thousand RVs and a couple thousand car campers, and that was about it. Um, and th- it was kind of wedged off into part of the amusement park that's attached to the Expo Center, you know, Kentucky Kingdom, which which is there. So we basically were camping in what would be um, the parking lots of the, uh, the the amusement park. So there's um, not plazas, there's not stages, there's not nope. where in the woods, there's nothing nope. like Bonnaroo. So what's the there, the camping area? What's its proximity to what we would call Cineru? Like what what's its proximity to where the action, where the main stage area is? Are we talking a hundred yards? Are we talking a mile and a half? It's about a about a mile walk. Okay, so so it wasn't too bad. Uh, the RVs were in the front of the camping, closest to the stages. The car camping were in the very back. Uh, there was a single center plaza where they had a, a single food truck and uh, the only hydration station for the camping area. So you need to, you need to uh, take care of yourself uh, in oh this yes. setup. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, and the porta potty situation was. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you never get that right anywhere. <laughs> it's a no. Wrong no. answers always situation, but. Uh, the hydration issue is a big one, and I want to touch on that a lot when we talk about this festival. Because if there's one complaint I have about Bourbon Beyond, it's that uh, in so many ways. Um, so yeah, it, it really wasn't infrastructure set up for camping. Really, like I said, the camping was to add on. You did get access to the bowling alley that was attached. That's oh, right next to there wow. too. Oh. Um, <laughs> Well, this yes thing, no. This thing sounds like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> By that, do you I, mean it had a bathroom and air conditioning, or you yes. went in there to bowl? <laughs> yes. So uh, bathroom and air conditioning was the big thing, because it was a late September. It was hot as hell that year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the problem was is the like it was great, because they had like a little restaurant there and like stuff like that, except when you had hundreds of people show up from the campgrounds, it, they were not staffed for that. And it quickly became overwhelmed. Um, they tried to do, you know, they announced via Twitter or something like that or the app that there was going to be discounted bowling for the campers. And we got to the bowling alley and they're like, you know, we didn't agree to that. So I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So it, it, the good thing about that was, is it was like a great midpoint of walking from the back of the car camping area to the festival. So if you had to stop, it was a great midway point to okay. do it. Okay. Uh, but other than that, it, it, the novelty wore off really, really fast after the first couple times. So, um, so yeah, it was. Uh, you said you're camping in a parking lot, like a literal. You're on pavement camping. Uh, some people were. Uh, I was actually in a little strip of grass that was um, also, by the way, underneath the flight path for Louisville International. <laughs> oh, so all those FedEx oh, this, planes are coming just gets in better. and out of there all yeah. day long. Yeah, we can Wayne's nice. World this thing, you know, let the mm-hmm. planes fly over so we sit on top of our cars. Nice, yeah. If you've never been there, FedEx is. Uh... Uh, I think it's UPS, but yeah. Either way, it's cargo plane after cargo plane after cargo plane. It, it's it was uh, 
it added to a great obvious. So how many years, question for everybody here, I was just trying to quickly look it up on um, Google it and I didn't get a quick answer. How many years is this for Bourbon and Beyond? Is this four or five years, three or four years? I couldn't tell you exactly. It's fairly yeah, new. Yeah, not that many. I, so they're probably still working through a lot of these growing pains would be my guess. My my first guess, too, is that camping has been in a, a later addition to this. I my the, I'm only taking a guess, and I, I want to hope that's the case. If it's kind of this, uh, what's the word that the way from the way it's being described is slightly unorganized or potentially uh, people not on the same page, because that's every festival from the one we try to put on in our backyard to the one down by the river. There's always something somebody's forgotten about. There's always yeah, growing. Yeah, pains, there's sure. there's major growing pains, and I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt because I love this lineup so much that that's what they've been dealing with. But you can speak to that more. But they're Dan. charging. If I'm reading this right, it's three hundred dollars to camp. I saw that. Yes. Yep, that's about right. That doesn't. That's that's not the price you'd pay for what you'd expect if it's a. Uh, Add-on, you'd expect you know, a, a, a better a, a better situation for sure, but then, you'd expect it to be executed. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a a space allotted to you, or did you have to find? I mean, no, like they, with they, Bonnaroo, they, you know, you you pull in and they're parking you, and you've got to you got set space. I mean, it's like yeah, that's what you do the for there too. Yeah. Yeah, they have the same thing. It's the same standard twenty by twenty space okay. that they were allocating off. But some of so. them were asphalt or parking. Some were on asphalt. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, would not want to be on asphalt, especially when it's that hot. Yeah, and in September, you never know. I mean, it, it, it right. might not mid September. It might not be that hot. Probably will be. Also, could be a hurricane down in the Gulf, and then who well, knows? Not, not every tent <laughs> is designed to, you know, sit on concrete. Dig into asphalt. So, okay. So all said and done, no, it was still cheaper than hoteling. Way cheaper. Which was one of the reasons yeah. that we did it. Um, and uh, you know. Coming to Nashville, could I have driven every day? Absolutely. I just kind of wanted the, the vibes of the thing. That's that's what I go for. And and uh, it wasn't a Bonnaroo vibe, but it, it, the camping itself wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad experience. It just wasn't a. I, I would not. Camping does not sell that fast. Let's put it that way. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly with with festival or the uh, camping is good. Lineup was amazing. Um, the bourbon was good if you could afford it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was great. I had a 1946 Weller with my nephew, so yeah, that was probably nice. would not have the chance okay, to have okay. that pretty much elsewhere. Nice. It nice. certainly makes things better. Yep. Yeah, um, they do have seats. You can buy ba- tickets to carry in, like bag chairs and stuff like that. Uh, and they have areas that are, you know, if you want to sit down and take a chair in, you can. I think it was 10 or $15 a day for a bag, for a ticket for your chair. Um, good Wait, side on that. Is that for the chair, or do you just bring your own chair in and pay them to bring it in? Oh, yeah, you you pay you pay and bring your own That's chair. That's the way I thought it read, and I kind of ro- yeah. rolled my eyes at that. Uh, there, There's a lot, and I'll let, Dan, I'll let you get back to your point. I don't mean to, to, to cut you off, but there's, I've not heard a lot of great things about this festival from a logistics standpoint. This is not the first good lineup. You already, if you didn't say it exactly, you alluded to it. There's been really good lineups for this festival. Um, but yeah, I, infrastructurally, logistically, and I'm going through Reddit, Twitter, 
social. That's the only that's the only measurement that I have. A lot of complaints, and I, I'm I'm interested when we get to your the hydration part you talked about. Uh, I've heard others talk about that in the past, but um, was was there a lot of that type of thing, Dan, where it's uh, pay a la carte pay type of stuff? Um, I mean, you didn't have to pay for water. No, uh, you didn't have to pay for <laughs> bathroom. You didn't have to pay for showers, or did you? Uh, no showers. No, there were a shower. There was one shower, except one. it was broken when we went to go use it. So we ended up just shocking. The one shower was in use, huh? <laughs> uh, so we just, you know, camp showered it. Uh, um, yeah, the back chairs, the thing with the chairs were, it was a great idea if you want to be there in the early afternoons before it got crowded, but by five or 6 PM, those chairs were useless at that point because the crowd was so heavy in front of you. You couldn't sit down and see anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, logistically wise, they had it, the bag chair actually was the fastest way to get into the festival because they had like a ton of people allocated to search the bags, the chairs for everyone else coming in. And there wasn't that many people going in there. So it took longer to get searched, but you made it through the line faster than everyone going through the normal gates. So that was kind of weird. Um, now for 10 bucks, you could just ditch the chair and you get in quicker, I guess. Right. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the food was good. They had a good selection of food there. Um, is it really bourbon heavy, or is that just a clever no, name? No, so that's just the name. So the, a lot of the, the, the companies are all in there. They had, like, one tent that was uh, about as hot as Hades because of how hot it was sure. with no air. But uh, And that's where they were selling, like, these classic bourbons and rare bourbons. So just the Kentucky bourbon aura, the name is where that right. It's less about... Hey, come drink a bunch of or taste a bunch of bourbons and stuff. I was wondering about that. Right. I do think it's one of the worst names for a festival ever. Just not going to argue with that one either. Like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like Bed Bath and Yeah. Beyond. It sounds like it's going on. You know, this weekend with the you know the barbecue fest next door kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. A, a cotillion <laughs> fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the what else? Uh, yeah, that's the good in the lineup. The lineup was good. And you know, I will say their their execution of the band's playing, they had that down to a freaking science. This left, you know, left right stage, uh, back and forth, back and forth. I've heard that uh, there was maybe fifteen minute gaps between each set, and so I mean they had that just clicking and moving, and I, I give them full props for that. That's great uh, to to get through those those bands like that with no delays. Um, and I guess part of that is they have a, a hard cutoff at midnight or something like that, so they got to get through that anyway. Um, again, it's that. What time you know, did talk... it start? What time was the first band? I want to say it was like two p.m. between one or two p.m. until midnight. Until okay. midnight. Okay. And there's two small stages in the back that did a lot of bluegrass that I actually never got to because I was up there for the, the the main stuff. Um. So yeah. Uh, now is this? I mean, I'm somewhat familiar with Louisville, but not this particular site is it all wide open concrete it's all yep, and gravel yeah, basically like a giant airport is yep. what i imagine concrete right? and gravel great mm. yeah yeah some grass in the where the booths are and stuff like that but where you're sitting where you're standing uh for the show it's it's mostly gravel and, and mm. hard packed dirt it's the kentucky expo center it's um and yeah there's not a whole lot of nothing out there it's just this big open area that they used to throw up these stages and these booths and go. 
Yeah. Okay. What about like restroom facilities and uh, and waters? Well, you were going to talk about the hydration, water station. We're going to go right to the ugly. Well, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. You, go go with your. That's go, Brian's. That's Brian's skill set yeah, right there. My, yep. yeah. <laughs> my bad. My bad. You were good. Bad. Ugly. Just continue. My bad. So good was the lineup. The lineup was good, and the execution of it was good. The bad was uh, camping was you know kind of an afterthought, and and. Uh, let's just go. Yeah, let's touch the ugly because it really is a big one. Uh, to be honest with you, it's probably the thing that's keeping me from going back there. Uh, if I do, it's it's I don't know. Uh, so they have a policy. There's no hydration packs. Uh, you can bring in one clear plastic bottle uh, for water, mm. and it can't be sealed. You have to have the lids off and stuff like that. So you can't even bring a water bottle. It's got to be empty, and it's got to be see through. So people were coming in with like that hydro flask and they're like kicking them out and they're like nope you gotta get rid of that um so so no camel packs no camel packs at all what a, wow. and, I mean, what uh, an asshole move i agree and the two there's two hydration stations there with six bouts each and they are at the very far end of where the stages are so the stages on one end of the fest your water's on the complete opposite side of where this place is and uh like i said they had six spouts at uh, uh, each hydration station. So you're talking a, t- a and, total of 12 for the entire place? You're not thinking you might have missed four or five other of these? <laughs> nope. Oh, man. Wow. Now, and and you, this is not surprising mm. me, again, from what I've read through the socials. Uh, this is... Wow. Uh, so, like, Saturday, when, uh, when Pearl Jam was playing, of course, the largest crowd, and it was a massive crowd there, uh, it was an hour and a half to two hours in line to get uh, water. Oh. So uh, that was like my my biggest complaint, and we, me and my nephew, we were up on the rail, and it was so packed in there we uh, we couldn't get out. Uh, my girlfriend luckily couldn't, you know, she made it out. She waited two hours line to bring us one bottle of water piece, and it was like we were we, it was close to us falling out. And that's not my first time doing this kind of stuff either. So I was like, um, now they did have some vendors selling some water for like eight bucks a can, if you could yeah, get yeah, liquid to them. death. I'm sure, right. No, it was not even that. Oh. It was like music water or something yeah. like that. Some other um, water in a can with a cover Yep, name. exactly. Uh, for an outrageous price. Uh, if you could get to them. And uh, it. the hydration situation was, it was so bad. That's actually what keeps me from wanting to ever go back to that festival again, mm-hmm. despite these amazing lineups. No, I mean, it's a legit, man. I mean, I mean, it's Comfort. the number one rule of a music mm-hmm. festival: stay hydrated. <laughs> My God, right? And, and we had there was people falling out yep. during Pearl Jam too. I Eddie, uh, yeah, Eddie Vedder stopped the show twice because people were passing out. Wow. So, yeah. uh, but I mean, the, and we talk about this on this show so so much. It's not just the lineup. It's how easy was it to buy tickets? How easy was it to navigate the website? How easy was it to get in and out? The user how, experience. You know, the user experience. User experience yeah. is mm-hmm. primary. And uh, you're not selling it. Yeah, I don't want to go uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just uh, watch YouTube. Watch Bruce Hornsby on YouTube. And, and I hate that because the, you said it's great lineups and stuff. And, and it's... And for me, it's close. You know, it's a two two hour drive. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's an easy yeah. five and a half hour drive from Chattanooga. It's it's one of the easiest drives of that length you'll ever make anywhere. Um, yeah. And I love Louisville. 
So for those who don't know the layout of Louisville, and I've heard a lot about it, is this, how far off from like where the downtown, where the river runs through the town, how far away are we talking that this takes place? South, about 20 minutes. That's what I was going to say. And that's why yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to not even see the cool parts of Louisville. If I were to go just through it. You'll see nothing cool about the Expo Center. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it's an, air, it's an cool airport. It's there. a tarmac, Brian. I mean, I, it's it's a freaking tarmac. Wow. I don't know how else to describe it. It's uh, This is where they do a lot of, like, cattle and horse and, you know, like, agricultural expositions and the oh, farm expositions. Okay. And, it's a fairground. If the, yeah, it's a it paved is. gravel fairground, basically. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, because Forecastle, as you were talking about earlier, Barry, that's like how our old Riverbend Festival used to be down on the river, downtown, Correct. where the cool, where the same the same guy who designed their riverfront designed Chattanooga. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. It's just bigger, okay. bigger, more hotels and and yeah, Louisville is awesome. Uh, the fairground is I'm not so sure. About. Yeah. So when our text <laughs> read, when that. I said I need to go to Louisville at least once in my life, this might not satisfy mm. that. You're well, not going to Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> Just label this podcast. This festival sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding, not kidding. Because I mean, geez, the lineup. Lineup it's incredible so good and, and maybe yeah, that's what has to be. we we started out just gushing over every line yeah it's just it's crazy and, and to talk about how he, you know i alluded to how frasco right and frasco interacting mm-hmm. with the crowd uh the way this festival is also very very catered to the vip sections they call mm-hmm. it no surprise there so the vip section for standing at the stage is basically it's the front of the each stage all the way up almost to the sound booths and then that's where they break it off the ga so you if you're ga you're you know just in front of the sound tents is as close as you can get to the stages um if you're vip it's awesome okay now we're more interested mm-hmm. now you're talking because <laughs> that's the only way we're going <laughs> yeah I, I would recommend if you're going to do so to the sound booth the sound uh, stage in front of the stage all of that is a vip in front of that not just like pretty not much just like a third or two thirds wow there's a great picture uh wow i, I could probably show it there if you look online for pearl jam you can see the uh they took a picture of when they were playing in 22 and the delineation where the vip versus ga is so clear as day and it's such a huge section for vip it's uh it's crazy almost yeah, how big Eddie it was. Love that. Well, I mean, okay. These are all things that I've seen on Reddit and Twitter and Facebook on the specific festival pages, um, and and then I've also from a few people here locally who have gone have, have talked to me about how great it was. Everything is just in the eye of the beholder all the different cliches you know uh but i have heard all the things you're saying and um in in my mind brian it i picture woodstock 99 which you went to and and loved (laughs) well but that's what i i I think what well to to what barry's talking about i think you're talking about landscape and and aesthetically because yes one of the ugliest places in the history of music festivals was it was a Griffiths Airport, uh, uh, former Air Force uh, base, later right. toxic waste dump. 
it, it, just a big slab of 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 runways and uh, and concrete, and it was it was terrible. This wouldn't be that bad, I wouldn't guess, but um, hmm, interesting though. Were you there the whole weekend? I was. Uh, we actually bailed a little early on Sunday because we were just so we all do it. Yeah, just so worn out by then. Um, Saturday, like I said, Saturday with as hot as it was and hydration and how close we got to falling out on that, it was we were just just worn out. I, I and after doing two days of that, I, I a third night of and that. This was is just a like, four full day, yeah. right? Four full yep. day. Yep. Yeah. That's a long time. All right. And you went in twenty two. Twenty two. So we had Pearl Jam, we had Atlantis Morissette, we had Jack White. Um, that was just, that was a great year. I, you know, I discovered some bands I wasn't a big fan of, like St. Paul and Broken Bones and Houndmouth that I'd never listened to before. I came out there, like, those guys are awesome. Uh, half a crowded house was there. They had a little issue with, uh, I guess, part of the band couldn't get visas. Or so it wasn't crowded. It wasn't a crowded <laughs> Yeah, house. no, it wasn't crowded. It was just <laughs> partial house. Uh, house. Partial <laughs> too, <laughs> too easy. <laughs> you know, it was uh, Neil Finn and I guess one other, and, and they did as best as they could for their hour set. I gave them, you know, kudos for that. But uh, Greta Van Fleet was there that year. Uh, Jason nice. Isbell, Brandy Carlisle. It was a packed lineup. It was a great lineup, and it just – how was yeah? But I saw that. How was the um, the general feel, the the atmosphere of the people you were around? Was there was there frustration? Was it uh, you know? At Bonnaroo tends to be even in the worst of times, most people put away their you know their their patience level goes up if if you know what you're doing anyway. Yeah, you're yep. radio. How how did it feel? How did it feel regularly? Was it were people frustrated more, more times than not? Uh, depends on where you were and depends if it was a weekend pass or a day pass. Okay. Uh, what, what would so, be the most depending parts of, of those two or three different, uh, options? The, the people that were there for the whole time were a lot more patient than the people who were there for the day. Okay. Um, makes sense. Typical. Well, the yeah. day people didn't know what they were getting themselves into probably. Day people no. walk in and want to walk right up to the front of the stage, yeah. don't they? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. Um, yeah. So I don't care about yeah, their I frustration. About it was all right. Yeah. I don't care about their frustrations as much. I guess I just meant were people thirsty? Were people hungry? Going back to like 99. Yeah. The, were, they, were people like, okay, I would love this Pearl Jam set right now if only I wasn't, you know, parched and standing and, in line to get and water. Starving to death yeah. over here, right? Yeah. Sure. There was lots of complaints, especially with people around us, about the, the water and, and stuff like that and just how um, difficult it was uh, and how frustrating it was, too. Uh, how about concessions but, and know, lines we, and just lines for bathrooms, lines for concessions? Just Were those pretty they, bad? Those were all stupid. Yeah, they were all stupid bad. Man. I think I think what we need to do, and, and I'll put it out there, anybody listening that went maybe last year, uh, that could speak to, yeah, they fixed a lot of this or that they would didn't be nice fix. Hear, I'd love yeah. to talk to somebody mm-hmm. and I, we probably ought to reach out to somebody with the festival because I don't even know who, is it a live nation? I don't know. Who? No, it is Danny. 
God, who puts it on? It's Danny Perkins. Yeah, I don't yeah know. we, I don't we know. need to find out and maybe have them on as a as a guest because we obviously oh, yeah. you know don't want to beat anybody up if they fixed it. Because to your point, Brian, I mean everybody has their growing pains. But yeah. I I would be curious a if they fixed a lot of that if like now they have twenty four water spigots instead of twelve. <laughs> from, um, from what I understand from people who went last year, the hydration situation was the same. That's a problem. Yeah, see, and that's, that's and everything a, that's I'm going on with stuff I read about from just last year. I'm thinking like 2,400 water stations is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just... they, they, yeah. They need to easily uh, quadruple what they have out there. And I, I – and I, I mean, yeah, festivals I guess that didn't trying... used to give water away for free. That is a no, rather vendors... newer thing. Yeah, the vendors want to sell that water. I mean, and I get that. You want your vendors to make money. I mean, it, oh, they're making their money. Yeah. It's about <laughs> they're making their money. I get that, but there is a balance, and uh, you got to take care of your patrons. Uh, what What's the capacity? Do you even know? Oh, I don't know. It was it was huge. It was it was so crowded. Uh, I would probably put it. It's probably in the forty fifty thousand. Okay, so it's not wow. it's not eighty, um, and it, but it, is it capped? Do you know even that? I I I don't know. No, it said it says here they had one hundred and forty thousand fans. Is that so, uh, for, for the whole weekend? Yeah, I wonder what I wonder who's doing that math. You know, the Chamber of Commerce or yeah, I know. Still though, it's not forty, uh, and it could be you know, all four days added up. Don't know that, but uh, um, interesting, interesting. So. What would it take? I mean, obviously, we've just all four agreed the lineup is, like I said, made up. There's no way it's that good. But what would it take for you to want to go back? Fix the hydration. They allow allow hydration packs in and fix the hydration situation. Okay. Well, that's Uh, even all in in Indianapolis. So the all in had it at the Indianapolis fairgrounds, right? Kind of a similar setup. Even they brought in a whole bunch of portable. Uh, hydration stations that they set up and they had other water fountains there and it was an indoor arena and outdoor place it wasn't even that big and they had more hydration stations than this place did so uh just water just give the people water just make your money on your your sodas and everything else but at least give them freaking water yeah it sounds fixable that's fixed that's what it, I was it should say. be mm-hmm. yeah that's a fixable thing should be and uh, you know i know they're not going to but you know give some GA up to the stage. I mean, geez, throwing everyone back as far as it was, but that's not a big deal. I'll just go VIP if I was going to go again because now I know. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the, t- the ticket price, the initial quick glance at everything, and of course, it is the add ons. It's almost like more that Bonnaroo is doing it like crazy now, too, but like the add ons and the it was it was almost overwhelming trying to figure out what am I buying? What do I get with this? Um, but the initial just ticket price doesn't seem to be that excessive. So I don't know how much VIP would cost. I'm not in the business of buying VIP uh, generally. Uh, I'll take it if someone's handing it over. But the hydration thing, I mean, especially in the world we're in now, I mean, you don't put on a festival and not provide ample water. I mean, it's just that simple. Like, that's irresponsible. That's borderline mm-hmm. liable. That's, you know, there's legalities in that as far as I'm concerned. 
So yeah, it would be nice to hear that maybe that's a huge part of the up potential upgrades of of this year because clearly the the crowd the, the excitement for this lineup is huge. Yeah, it's huge all over all Ch- the the entire city of Chattanooga is going to this. If you if you if you if you listen to Facebook, <laughs> every person I know in the city of Chattanooga is going. Now that means yeah. ten people are going. But it's like 300 bucks for a GA ticket. Basically. It's a pretty darn good start to me based on where we're at in the world of ticket prices. Yeah. And yeah, but if you add another 300 for camping and then, you know, they send you to a parking lot a mile away, that doesn't seem yeah, worth yeah. the money. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask, Dan, because one of the things I've said since the beginning of this podcast is Bonnaroo never felt like they had their hand in my wallet. Did, does this festival Absolutely. feel like it does? Oh yeah, th- this festival is is meant to squeeze every yeah you know penny out of you. And part of the thing about the hydration stations where they are is you had to walk by every vending booth, every place selling you know bourbon, liquor, beer, before soda before you could get the water. Yeah. So it, it was it, no it's designed. There, yeah. No, yeah, it, it was very like on purpose, very deliberately designed for that way. So, um, all right, it is what it is. All right. Well, like I said, I, I I'd love to hear from somebody else uh, who has either the same or differing, but uh, especially somebody who maybe went last year. Um, yeah. It sounds like you're. We're all sort of in a, agreement. The uh, lineup is unfreaking believable, uh, and and you know a lot of festivals have quirks. I mean, we love Bonnaroo. Not everybody wants to camp, so I mean, I I get that there are trade offs. Um, but yeah, you got to provide water. That's or at least yeah, if they fix green. that. Yeah, just allow packs in. You know that's. Yeah. You know if you're going to search bag chairs, it, yeah. but you you're mm-hmm. you're that's your excuse not to have a camel pack. It takes too long to search. Oh, is that yeah. what they? I thought they might have just thought you were trying to sneak in like a thing of vodka or something. You know, uh, or, who, who knows? I was hoping that's what their reason was because there's no logical there, reason there otherwise no why they're doing it. Reason no other, other than just. You know, just trying to. Danny, are you? I, we didn't ask. Are you going to Bonnaroo? Going? I what am. What other festivals are you going to? All right. I got on this year is Soulshine and uh, Bonnaroo and Hinterlands is what I've already booked up for this year, and I may try to squeeze in one more if you're, I can. You're 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 the real deal, man. That sounds like nice. a, that's that's a hell of a slate. <laughs> Yeah, summer camp slash Soulshine won me over. That is a if you've never been to that festival no, and, and you like a vibe and a crew and a camping festival that is just a fun time, I highly recommend going to that one. It's jam and EDM mostly, but uh it's it's a great atmosphere. Those guys put on a hell of a festival. What about your uh, Bonnaroo lineup thoughts? Been plenty spoken of on this show. Uh, I think the headliners were a little bit of a letdown, but that undercard and midcard is freaking outstanding. Yep. That is, I, I've there's a lot of gems I'm finding in here too. I've never ran across, and I'm that's what I love about Bonnaroo is finding this new stuff. And there is so much of it this year. I'm I'm very pleased. Uh, like Do I said, you, don't care about the headliners too much, but everyone else definitely for. Cool. Will you attend uh, all three of those the same way? And in, in other words, are you in the same tent? at each place or do you do them differently like hotel for uh there? these uh, i i'm all about camping yeah so these are all be campers so you know you know how to camp you got your setup yeah yeah do you years the army didn't hurt either 
There you go. <laughs> do you do GA camping at, at Bonnaroo, or are you getting into the a la carte VIP stuff? Uh, last year we did RV. Uh, yeah, we did GA the year before that. We're going back to GA for this year. Um, only because they jacked up those RV prices so crazy much. I was like, eh. they sure did. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll be back in GA, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to. And I'll, uh, you know, walk over to the Rubus group and stuff like that whenever I can and hang out with those guys too. Nice. All right. Cool. Anything else? I think that covers it. I mean, I, I, you ain't. I think we heard you, it. Yeah. You told me what I was afraid you were going to. That, yeah. that I, I thought that this might be what I would hear, and I didn't want to hear it. Um, especially after our local festival, Moon River, uh, has has taken the year off, or effectively, are done. Um, as Barry mentioned in a group text, as we were talking about, are we going? You know, we were. I was just like everybody else. I'm going. There's no chance I'm not going. And of course, who yeah. Knows, who knows if I'm going? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, that's after Moon River. The week after Moon River, I was like, oh shit. Uh, okay, got to rethink yeah. this. Well, now September's wide open, except for it's football season, which uh, doesn't mean as much to me as it does everybody else. But it's interesting. Long, long time to think about it. That's the good news. All right, mm-hmm. man. Dan, thank you so much for giving up uh, an hour of your Sunday or, or or more, and the very informative. Thank you for having me on. Well, there you go. Talk about a roller coaster. Yeah, we spent what ten minutes gushing, <laughs> and then got a little reality check. That's yeah. yeah, crazy. How I think Ryan, you, 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 I think you summed it up. I mean, he said basically, you know, what I was afraid to hear. Yeah, the emotions thing. went all over the place quickly. Like, because I, I didn't know. I mean, I, I didn't know this guy. I've never met Dan, and so I didn't know what he was going to say. But I had heard enough that I thought that there's a chance that this yeah. is what he's going to say. And basically he said, it's awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, 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 and really the user experience as we just talked about the, you know, that's the, that's as important. And, and Tim uh, Kelly, we had on a few weeks back, he was talking about the uh, artist experience. Like there's, there, there's, it's not just a good lineup. It's got to gel in so many different ways, and if you can't, That's if right. you can't get to anything to make your time more, um, I guess just I'll use enjoyable because it. I mean, it's not just about did you see a great set from your favorite band? Yeah, I mean, I mean that is mm-hmm. that is such a. Uh, I mean, and it can fluctuate. You know, if you see a great set, you can put up with. I didn't get water. Sure. You know, it balances, but man, you, it starts with, was it easy to buy tickets? You know, it literally. Was it easy to understand? Like when I look at their website, didn't really dive into this moment. I kind of maybe just hinted at it. I started looking around now, granted, I'm not buying tickets to festivals as often as maybe some people are watching or listening to this show do, um, because I'm lucky and I don't have to, but I looked at the layout and I was like, wait, does this include yeah. this? Does this got this? Does this come with it? Like, so to yeah. your point of even just buying the tickets, that's the first start. That's your first impression. And if you're just trying to keep your quality of life manageable before you can even wonder whether you care about that Neil Young set. Right. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's a struggle. For, uh, and then, and then for me, us 
five hours away or 10 hours away and we, we, we go to Bonnaroo, I can run home if I forget my blood pressure medication. Right. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're fortunate. And, and you know, you, I always get made fun of on here. The, but the part of the Bonnaroo is you're there on the farm. The decision as to whether to get up off your chair and go see an act you've maybe not heard of is a made a lot easier because you're there. And so, you're comfortable generally if you, you know, you and know you're, you're comfortable yeah. and it's set up and yeah, if, if once your needs sitting, are met, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Once your needs are met, then those right. decisions do become easier. Yeah. But if you're sitting in a hotel, you know, and you've got to make a 10, 15, 20 minute drive, find a parking space, make that walk. It, it, you know, you know it, that you're going to wait. We didn't even talk about how long the lines were, but just to right. get in the, the, right facility itself or lack of a better way to put it the the venue area itself i mean then you might just think well maybe i'll just watch another seinfeld while i have a beer or a cocktail right. and I, <laughs> you know and i know i know it sounds like the old man get off my i know it does but, but it's not wrong. but these are the things that you know for for people who are veterans of these events that's these are the things that we can well i'll tell right? you one thing though we talk about you know old man get off my lawn stuff this festival is designed for not 23-year-olds. I mean, yeah, this true. is a festival. I mean, you don't put Soul Asylum, Sunvolt, uh, Sunny Day Real Estate, Lyle Lovett, Chris Isaac, The Wallflowers, The Fake Beach Boys, um, uh, Zach, well, Zach Bryan maybe, but uh, Neil Young. You don't put these bands on a list of people that, that aren't yeah. going to want adult Tr- Comfort. Comfort. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. You're right. Yeah, you're not attracting 20-year-olds. You know, as uh, yeah. James McMurtry song, uh, I'm something, I'm 40-something, I don't even care. All I want is a comfortable chair. You know, yep. I don't want yep. I don't want a chair at the show. Sorry for that. But but same concept. No, I, I, you we, you got to be comfortable or you're not going to have any damn fun. And, yeah, you might not miss Neil Young because he's, who knows if he'll ever play again in this right. area. There's a very good chance right. he never will. You might not miss that. You won't miss Zach Bryan because he's the biggest act in the world. But all these other bands, X Ambassadors, maybe that's one, uh, or Melissa Etheridge. Well, like, okay, you know what? To hell with Melissa Etheridge. You know what? Though we we <laughs> joked we joked a minute ago with uh, uh, with Dan um, about you know showing up and expecting to get front row right away. To your point, that's what this age group thinks. You know, yeah. think about that. The, the people going to see Neil Young, if they're day, you know, just day ticket, they think they're going to show up 20 minutes before, oh, pull they, in, walk right up, right? And the Karens are going to be everywhere. The Karens and they're the not, Kyles yeah. are going to be everywhere. And they're not getting there at noon to get a good spot listening to somebody they never heard no. of. No. And so you just, right. interesting. you're just going to have to deal with that too. And you're, and people, some people are just never going to be happy. So you, right. you got that too. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I really want to hear for, from some other people because uh, this has been a <laughs> – yesterday, like you said, I was texting, we're going, we're going. <laughs> it was a done deal. Oh, yeah, we were already uh, – It was a done deal. Plans. <laughs> I literally – the day that the festival lineup was released, if it wasn't the day of, it was within 24 hours. It was right at the exact same – roughly the same time. I got at my day job the request for our time off for the year. And I it can be moved, and I pick – a week in April, a week in September, and then the Bonnaroo week. That's luckily uh, I've been doing this so long that that's my week. Nobody else can right. have that week, mm-hmm. right? You know, and everybody's okay with that. But the other two are flexible, and I picked this week in September. You know, I was like, I'm going. 
it's happening. Yeah. And now I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe I'll go to a football game instead. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have to know all now. Right. That's the good news. Yeah. We'll talk more about yeah. it then. But um, all right. That was good. Dan, good get. Uh, good guest. Thank you, Dan, for your time. Good insight. Yes. Uh, um, everybody listen to this. Like, share, review. Uh, do all those things. Thanks to Consequence for having us and uh, being part of their network. And uh, what else? What other business? I think that's got it. If you're here locally we'll be- in Chattanooga, the Stone On Air podcast. There you go. Listen to Brian Stone. Thanks for Brian and for joining us. Um, we'll be back in the coming weeks. We've got more Bonnaroo shows to share. We've got a lot more to talk about. Absolutely. It's festival season. Go- I'm excited. I'm, it'll be warm soon enough. We'll change the clock soon when life can get back to some normalcy. Order will be restored yes. soon. Hey, Please. speaking Tired of, of, cold speaking and, of uh, and, and we talk about this a little bit, but uh, look, we were when we were going through the lineups, uh, we've interviewed a lot of the folks on these lineups and those shows are pretty evergreen. I think they're not dated. So maybe That's go back point. and look. Uh, Russ has done a great job of uh, archiving all of our shows. So, you know, uh, there's a bunch of people that are at, at Bourbon and Beyond or Bonnaroo and wherever and go check them out for good listens alright thanks guys Consequence Podcast Network